came to Jesus, please confess. Lazarus is sick and without your help, he will not last. Mary and Martha, watch their brother die. They waited for Jesus, he did not come, they wondered why. The death watch was over, buried for days. Somebody said, he'll soon be here, the Lord's on his way. Martha ran to him, and then she cried. Lord, if you had been here, you could have healed him. He'd still be alive. But you're four days late, and all hope is gone. And isn't it great when he's four days late, he's still on time. Jesus said, Martha, show me the grave. But she said, Lord, you don't understand, he's been there four days. The gravestone was rolled back. Then Jesus cried. Lazarus, come forth. Then somebody said, He's alive, he's alive. You may be fighting a battle of fear you've cried to the Lord I need you now but he has not appeared friend don't be discouraged cause he's still the same he'll soon be here he'll roll back the stone and he'll call
Revelation chapter 2. Aren't you glad the Lord's never late? Aren't you glad He's always on time? As I told the kids, He's still on His throne. He knows what He's doing. He's got it all under control. But we got to have faith in Him. we got to believe who He is. we got to believe He's got it. Child of God, He's got it this morning. He has it this morning. You know who's got the whole world in His hands? It's the Lord. He's got it all in His hands. But we've got to trust Him. We've got to have faith in Him this morning. Revelation chapter 2. In our Sunday school class, we've been talking about something that has struck this within my heart and mind, and we've discussed this before on a Wednesday night, and the Lord brought me to this message this morning that I believe God's people need to hear, and I know it's something that we all deal with, because as she sung uh, a minute ago about the things that we go through, and sometimes we feel like all hope is gone, I understand today that the people that I preach to is a people that work on a daily basis, that goes through this life, and that faces battle after battle after battle. And I am well aware today that I am preaching to a bunch of people who are under pressure every single day. May I tell you, the preacher who is preaching to you is a preacher who is under pressure every single day. And I know and understand that what we go through is tough and it's hard. And I understand that life is a battle. And that's why I want to present to you this today, Thyatira, a church that is pressed down. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's Word. If there's anything worth standing up for, it's the Word of God this morning. Revelation chapter 2 and in verse 18. Unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who's, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. And I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. I gave her a space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and then they commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. We must never forget that. He will give every one of us according to our works. We will reap what we sow. Notice what he said here in verse 24. But unto you I say, and unto the rest of Thyatira, and as many as not, have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter, they shall be broken to shivers, even as I received my Father. And I will give him the morning star. 
He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Have your will and way in this place. Touch me, Lord. Be with your speaker this morning. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved, and I pray that the saved will be drawn closer to you. Lord, I know that we are a pressed-down people, and I know we are people that are highly influenced by the devil and by this world. But, Lord, I'm glad to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm glad to know and be reminded that there's more with us than there is with them. Lord, I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. The church of Thyatira, a press-down church. This church of Thyatira was a press-down church. Jesus uh, sent this letter unto seven churches. Seven churches had a different address. Seven churches had seven different problems. Uh, they had different things going on. And the Lord uh, sent this into the church of Thyatira. This was a church that needed the comfort of the Lord. This was a church that was pressed down. This was a church that was under pressure. Let me remind you this morning what a church is. When you get saved, you did not become a church. When you got saved, you became a believer. And as believers, we assembled together to form the Lord's local New Testament church. And as a church, as an assembly of believers, there are times that we are pressed down by the devil and by the world. There are times in our individual life that we are under pressure, that we are under pressure by the devil and by the other side, if you will. I get tickled sometimes. I go down and Stephanie cuts my hair by every three or four weeks and every time she has to make a remark about the gray hair over and over and over about the gray hair I've got it my hair's turning gray but she laughs about it and she said it's funny because I seen brother Michael's hair do the same thing she said I don't know what they're doing to y'all down there at promised land but man y'all are under pressure your hair is turning gray I've learned I've come to learn this no matter which church no matter what you're doing in in that church, no matter what you're doing for God, if you're saved and you're sold out to the Lord and you're going to try to accomplish the will of God, you're going to be under pressure. It doesn't matter if you pastor 300 people or 30 people. It doesn't matter if you teach Sunday school or if you just come and you attend. If you try to serve the Lord, the devil is going to put his thumb on you and try to pressure you. He's going to put you under stress. He's going to put you under pressure. And he's going to put all the evil he can on you to suffocate you. And I believe it's safe to say that the churches in America today are suffocating from the world. They are suffocating from the influence of the devil. Now I want us to go through this and there's three quick things that I want us to notice. Number one, the head of the church. Jesus is speaking to the church. He had his own message for that group of believers. May I tell you that God still has a message for us today. May I say that God still knows the message that we need today. He gave this church and told this church exactly what they needed to hear. Notice in verse 18. I want you to notice the head of the church. Notice how he describes himself unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, right? These things saith 
the Son of God. I love how he just kind of put this out here. This isn't just an angel talking. This isn't just anybody talking. This is the Son of God. And so this means that the ultimate authority was speaking to the church. There should be no question. There should not be any uh, difficulty realizing who's talking here. Jesus plainly said, I'm not an angel, but I'm the Son of God. This speaks of his authority over the church. He said, I'm coming to you as your head. And as your head, you have a problem. And I'm coming to you as your CEO. May I tell you, I'm not the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. I am am not the CEO. Jesus is the CEO of the church. He has the ultimate authority. So the one with the ultimate authority is talking to them. Notice what he said. Who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire. He begins to describe himself. And he describes his eyes. And he says that his eyes are unto a flame of fire. Like unto a flame of fire. I want you to know that this speaks of his omniscience. This speaks of his intelligence. This speaks to his perception. I want you to know that as he's addressing this church. He's reminded them that nothing is hidden from his gaze. That Jesus. Jesus sees everything. I love what he said down there in verse 19. He said, I know thy works. May I tell you that Jesus sees everything. He can see past the excuses. He can see past the, the, the outside. And he can look at the heart of man. I'm reminded in the book, the book of Hebrews, it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eye of him with whom he hath to do. I want you to know that Jesus sees all things. He knows what we're going through. He knows every hair on our head. As he described his eyes, he's reminding them that I see where you are and I see what you're going through. May I tell you, there's nothing hidden from Jesus today. We may come in and put on this facade that everything's okay, but Jesus knows the heart of man and he sees our battles. He sees what we're fighting today. Notice what he said at the bottom. He said his eyes are like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like unto fine brass. The word brass represents that brazen serpent. Brass in the Bible has always represented the judgment of God. And it talked about his feet. What are feet? The foundation. The foundation. His foundation is of judgment. He is the judge. And he's basically reminded them that I see everything that you're going through. And may I remind you that I am the judge. Jesus is fixing to judge this church. Jesus is fixing to reveal the works of this church. May I tell you, I'm not the judge, but Jesus is the judge. He sees all, and that's what allows him to be the judge of all men. There's nothing hidden from God. There's nobody's a closed book before the Lord. Jesus sees all, and that allows him to be our judge. And so he comes to this church, and he lets them know, I see what's going on, and and I and I alone have the authority to tell you and correct you and tell you what's going on. If anybody had a right to correct them, it was Jesus. Why? Because they belong to him. May I tell you, if anybody has the authority to correct us, it's Jesus Christ. He has the right to correct us. He has the right to judge us. Notice what he said in verse 19. 
He said, I know thy works, and charity, service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. This church had some good things going. This church had some great things going. But there were still some struggles that the Lord is fixing to get on. I want us to go to point number two, the tolerance of the church. Notice what was going on here. It says in verse 20, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. The church was doing good. But there was a woman that came into their midst, and Jesus compared her to Jezebel. May I tell you that in the Bible, you do not want to be called Jezebel. It is a bad name. It is a name that represented the woman in the Old Testament who was married to King Ahab. This woman represents evil, wickedness, false worship, and idolatry. You do not want to be called Jezebel. That is not a name that you want to be related with. And the Lord said you have a woman that is coming into your congregation who is a who is claims to be a prophetess and you have allowed her to step up and teach and she is seducing y'all notice what he said that you suffered her you've allowed her to come in and you've allowed her to teach all of these things to you now I want you to understand that they had some good things going but one thing that that they struggled with is they struggled to stand up when it mattered you see, the devil will do anything and use anybody to slip in a congregation. And there was a lot of good things going. But this woman came into their congregation one day and she basically said, Listen, I've got some things I want to share. I've got some things I want to teach. And they had sat back and they allowed her to teach false doctrines. They allowed her to bring heresies into the church. And I'll tell you what happened and the problem that Jesus had with them. Even though they had a lot of good things going, and the devil was pressing down on that church and putting this church under pressure and the church refused to stand up to the evil that the devil had brought in the doors. They refused to stand up and make a stand for what was right and they sat back and they tolerated what was going on in the church. I want you to know this, this word, suffer. He said, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel. There was two wrongs in this. Number one, Jezebel. She was wrong for what she did. Number two, the church. He, they were wrong for allowing Jezebel the stage to do what she did. They allowed it. This word here means tolerance. They tolerated her. The word tolerate, the synonyms here, means to allow, to permit, to condone, to accept. They simply sat back and they allowed this heresy to take place. And they allowed the devil to walk right in the doors and they refused to say anything about it. They refused to make a stand. And may I say that the church of America today is bigger, it, it is prettier than it's ever been. But I want you to know there's a pressure that the world has put on the church church and the world wants the church to look like the world so bad and it's amazing that the church wants to look like the world so bad I want you to know that God never intended for the church to look like the world but he wants the world to look like the church may I tell you that God never wants the world to influence the church but rather the church influence the world 
But the world came in to the church of Thyatira and they sat back and they refused to say anything. They allowed, they tolerated, they sat back and said, go ahead. Why did they do that? We sit here and say, I cannot believe them. They allowed this heresy in. Why did they do that? I'll tell you why. They were politically correct. They were scared to death. They didn't have a backbone. Hey, it's all, hey, it's all good if you don't say nothing. Well, if I don't say nothing, it won't stir the pot. Friend, the truth is the truth and it will never change. May I tell you that God is the same yesterday and today and forever. He will never change. His word will never change. And if somebody comes in and brings this from the world to try to influence us to do something else, it is wrong. And we must stand upon the truth of God's Word. And we must not tolerate. We must not allow the devil to slip in. You know why couples come and go? Because the devil's pressured them. And he's got his hand on them. And he's suffocating us. And rather than standing up to him, and rather than saying, devil, get out of here, we got to be politically correct. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's amazing in churches today what we will stand for just to keep people coming to the pews. Man, if I, if I stand for this, people may come in. Friend, that's wrong. That's tolerance. God wrote His Word. When we stand before the judge who is the Lord and the Lord alone, we will answer according to the books. And the books, I believe, is Genesis to Revelation. And we will answer for how we responded to the Word of God. If, if we tolerated, if we allowed the devil to come in and change us, we will answer for that. We will answer for that. Preacher, I'm scared to death to say something. I want you to know my generation, and I'm going to step up here and say it, my generation has no backbone. We're scared to death we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. May I tell you the destruction of this nation is this political correctness. I don't want to hurt any feelings. Let me word it like this. Let me do it like this. I wish this world could meet Jeff Llewellyn. <laughs> he can't even spell political or correct. Much less say it. And I was raised with that kind of raising. And, and, and today people get hammered because when they say what they believe and they say what they stand for, they're hated and, and they're sued. There's lawsuits today on family that families that have stood up for the truth of God's Word and they're losing everything because they know what the Bible says and they're standing on it. And everybody else in the world is ridiculing them and calling it hate speech. Friend, the truth has always been the truth and it always will be. And if you stand up for the truth, you won't always have everybody with you. But I guarantee you God will always be with you. I guarantee you God will always be by your side. We're scared of that. What is so so going to think? Hey, can we stop here? Can we say this? Let's think about this. What does God think? What does He say? Well, if I say this, preacher, so-and-so may get their feelings hurt. How many times have we hurt the feelings of God? For the sake of political correctness. For the sake of trying to not hurt anybody's feelings. But at the same time, we throw it in the face of God. And we're pressed down. Not just as a church, but individually. We allow Satan to come in. And we allow him to come in. And I want you to know that we're under pressure. 
I want you to know this 33-year-old man has been on blood pressure medicine since he was 24. I'm skinny. It's not because I'm big. <laughs> We're under pressure. I'm 33 years old. My hair's falling out and turning gray. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> what is going on? And we blame this, and we blame this, and we blame this. But at the end of the day, we're God's people trying to do the right thing, and the devil is making it difficult for us. May I tell you, church of God, may I tell you, promised land, hold on. Hold on. You stand on thus saith the Lord. You find the Word of God. You find what's right. And you stand on it every day. You may not always have the world on your side, but you'll have the church on your side. And bless God, you'll have the Lord on your side. And that's the side you want to be on. Let's notice number three. Notice number three. It's fixing to get good. The encouragement of the church. Jesus said you've let her in. Jesus said you've let the world in. But notice what he said in verse 25. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. He said, church, hold fast to the truth. Hold fast to the doctrines. You know what's right and wrong, and you stand on it every day. You stand on it every day. Preacher, what am I to do? You're to stand on the Word of God every day. How long till he comes? Hold fast till I come. Promised land, hold on. You hold on. I know it may not be popular, but you hold on to thus saith the Lord. You know, it's amazing to me. We'll stand up for tradition every day. But God's Word come along. Whew. We'll stand up for what Daddy did. But what about what the Father said? we got to stand up for what God said. And God said, I've given you this Word. And I've given you this truth. And I've given you this privilege. And I've given you this honor. And I've given you this. And you hold on to it. Let me tell you something. God's give us a lot. And He wants us to hold on to it. Don't lose it. Hold on to it and keep on going. How long? Till Jesus comes again. You hold fast till He comes. Church, hold on. Now notice what He said here. In verse 26, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my Father. Now, think about this. He's talking to this church that was under pressure, this church that was discouraged. And he begins to remind them of their inheritance with the Lord. And he said, You hold on, and you overcome the pressure of the world. I know the world has, has influenced you. I know they're on you, but you hold on because one day it's going to be worth it. One day you're going to be joint heirs with me and what I have is going to be yours and I'm going to let you rule, and rule with me and reign with me for a thousand years. And we can go on down that line, but this is what I like. Here they are being ruled by the world. And Jesus turned it around. Let me remind you that one day you're going to rule that world. Well, right now this world's got you by the throat. There's coming a day that the script's going to be flipped. And you're going to rule and reign. And you're going to rule and reign with me. And though those people lord over you one day, you hold on till I come. Because one day you're going to be the Lord. 
One day you're going to rule over them. One day with me you will be joint heirs. You hold on. I know they're hard on you, but you remember. I love uh, Brother Nathan preached the other day on Asaph. Oh, his feet were almost gone. But he said, until I went to the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. We got to hold on, church. We got to hold on. They may have us right now. They may have us pressed down and choked down. They may have us so depressed. But remember, there's coming a day that our CEO is going to split that eastern sky wide open. And I want you to know that we're going to rule and reign with him. They may have us pressed down right now. But there's coming a day you're going to be a king. And you're going to be a priest. And we're going to rule with our Savior Jesus Christ. Man, if I don't encourage you, I don't know what will. I don't know what else will help you get to the place that we got to overcome this. we got to overcome the temptation and the pressure that the world has put us in. Are y'all with me this morning? I want you to notice this. Verse 28. And I will give him the morning star. Who's the morning star? Jesus is the morning star. Revelation 22:16. I am the root of David, the bride and morning star. I want you to look with me in Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. And the first time I studied this, I looked at this and I said, Why in the world? Does he mention, I'll give unto you the bright and morning star? What, what does this matter? What does this do? Well, I want to show you a, a beautiful truth here. And Jesus said, you hold on and you overcome, and I'll give you the bright and morning star. I'll give you that bright and morning star. There's coming a day that we're going to have Jesus forever and ever and ever. And there will nothing else stand in the way between us and him. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? He said, hold on. Hold on till I come and I'll give you the bride and morning star. You will have me for all of eternity. The bride and morning star, what does that mean? He is beautiful. He is altogether lovely. He is a bright star. What a great influence that Jesus is. Notice Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. How art thou fallen, O heaven, from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? I love how this scripture is brought out and it begins to describe the devil. This is our enemy. This is the one that has us under pressure. And notice how he's described, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Son of the morning. Jesus said over there, I will give you the bright shining star. I am that star of the morning. But here in Isaiah chapter 14, Lucifer is described as the son of the morning. In the Hebrew, the literal translation for Lucifer is bright shining star. Bright shining star. This means that Lucifer is bright. This means that his influence is great. This means that his beauty was wonderful. This means that he has lots of power. He is a bright shining star. He can influence our life. He's big enough and strong enough to come into a church and tear it slapped to pieces. He's big enough to walk into your life and tear your life upside down. He's big enough because he's a bright.
bright shining star. And I want you to know that he has had great influence over us. He has had great influence over our homes and our families. And it's time to run him out of town. It's time to get him out. Because the Bible says that he is a bright and shining star. But may I remind you in the scripture that there's coming a day that we're going to inherit the morning star. I want you to know as bright as the devil may be, there's a star that is brighter than him. As great as the influence of the devil may be, there's an influence greater than the devil. May I tell you, as powerful the devil may be, Jesus is more powerful. God is bigger. God is stronger. May I remind you, child of God, at the end of the day, God wins. God wins. God wins. May I remind you, child of God, so you can get on shouting ground this morning, I've read the back of the book and we win. Understand today that he may be a bright shining star, but there's a star that is bigger than him. There's a star that is brighter than him. And even though the devil has influenced us, I want you to know that Jesus has a greater influence than him. And as much as he has impacted our life, as much as we allow the devil into our life, may I tell you if we let Jesus in, he'll turn our life around. He'll take a life that's torn to pieces and he'll make whole again. I want you to know that he's a bigger star, a brighter star, a better star. Hey, the devil is not the prettiest. The devil is not the greatest. Jesus is. You know why the devil was cast out of heaven? Because he wanted to be Jesus. And he didn't measure up. He didn't match up to the glory of Jesus Christ. There's one greater than him. I know you're influenced. I know you're under pressure. But may I remind you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We In Sunday school we talked about that two thirds of the angels are on the Lord's side and one third of the angels went with the devil. May I tell you there's more on our side than there is on the other side. There's more standing with you today than there is on the opposition side. Child of God, people are throwing the white towel in every day saying I'm quitting, I'm giving up. May I tell you that you need to hold fast till he comes because he is the bright and morning star. He shines brighter than the devil. He's better than the devil. He's prettier than the devil. May I tell you we're on the winning team today with Jesus Christ. Oh, how many times we come in and we're crying and we're just beat down and the world has got us by the throat and oh, we're about to suffocate but we just come to ourselves and we say, oh Lord, here it is. Here it is. Man, I tell you the times I've walked in the house in tears. The times that I fell on my face in tears. Oh God, I can't go. Oh Lord, it's too far. Oh Lord, it's too hard. And then my Heavenly Father reaches down from heaven and puts encouragement in my heart and soul. I couldn't tell you how many times I fell on this daddy's fell on his face in tears. This husband's fell on his face in tears. How many times this preacher and your pastor has fell on his face in tears and God got a hold of me and reminded me that you hold on, son. You hold on. Because one day you're going to rule and reign with me. And one day you'll have me for all of eternity. And why you think he may be big, may, may I just remind you, I'm bigger than him. Oh man, there's more with us than there is with them. Church, you can smile today. You can wipe that frown off. Baptist, it's okay to smile. <laughs> He's the bright and morning star. We got one that has influenced us for too long. And we've allowed him to rob us of that joy and that smile and that shout and that praise. 
Shame on us. Let's run him out of here. Because there's one bigger. And there's one better. And his name is Jesus. Lost person. The devil's winning in your life today. May I tell you there's somebody better. There's somebody bigger. He can get a hold of you and save you this morning. His name is Jesus. I can't save you but I know a man who can. There's a bright morning star. That wants to save you this morning. Would you be saved? Child of God. Mama. Daddy. You're pressed down. There's a reason our hair turns gray. There's a reason, man, we're losing our hair. It's not our kids. It's not our wives. Easy there. It's all of it together. It's all of it together. The devil can take the littlest things and amplify it in our life and put us into depression, put us into this stage of grief when God says, put it in my hands and I'll walk you through this. Church, this is not a sermon that you hadn't heard before. But how many times we allow the devil to influence us more than the Lord. It's time to get the devil out of here and it's time to put our trust in Jesus. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the world. I'm sick of this curse. I'm sick of sickness. I'm sick of cancer. I'm sick of death. I'm sick of adultery. I'm sick of drugs and alcohol. I'm sick of it. We ought to be sick of it. It gets old. It gets tiring. May I remind you, child of God, hold fast till it comes. Because there's coming a day that our Savior is, right now, He's saying, wait, be patient. But there's coming a day that every eye is going to see Him. And they's coming today, he's going to step out in that eastern sky. He's coming on the clouds. <laughs> Woo! Isn't that good? Preacher, I'm down. Jesus is coming. Preacher, I'm discouraged. Jesus is coming. He sees. You're not hidden. He knows what you're going through and he cares. And he's still on his throne. And he's going to be there till it's time to come back. Let's stand. These altars are going to be open. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Would you come?